0: Well, uh, we are looking at the part of the sermon uh, where Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. And this is uh, far and away the most well-known part of the entire sermon. Uh, It's called the Lord's Prayer or Our Father. And many of you probably know it by heart, probably know it in several different versions. Um, There's some petition prayer in there, some surrender prayer. But we also see with fresh eyes that this is an invitation to participation. Everybody say invitation to participation. Yeah. Participation in what? In the life and the activity of God. And we've also been saying since last September when we began the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus isn't giving us a prescription as much as he's giving us a description describing what it looks like to live in the kingdom of love. And he's continuing to show us what it looks like when we become human again and everyone acts in love. Like this is what it would look like to actually live as the humans that were created to live in the image of God. And becoming human happens because we choose to practice a new way of being. And Jesus taught that prayer is important. It's not an add-on. It's an important part of our life with God. And the Lord's Prayer wasn't as much about what to pray, but how to pray. So in that, let's go to the Lord's Prayer and look at it again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So today we're going to look at, uh, towards the middle part of that prayer, these six words, give us today our daily bread. Everybody, let's say that together. Give us today our daily bread. There's a lot packed into those six words, and we're going to unpack it here in just a moment. I want to start with this good news. Our culture of abundance may lead us to believe that we can take care of ourselves. However, when we recognize that our Father is the giver of the daily good in our lives, we learn to live out of gratitude for those gifts, then our prayer of petition can move beyond me to we. And we can partner with our Father to become the answer to some of those prayers. That is good news. We're going to discover that even more today. Uh, A couple weeks ago, Brian was asking about prayer, and uh, I raised my hand and said, hey, be praying for a family member of mine. I just see God doing some good work in there. And um, this family member has been going through a difficult time with his family for quite a while. And uh, he lives out of town, and we stay in touch mainly through text and phone calls. And he's not a traditional churchgoer type guy. Uh, but we've had a lot of conversations about God and the, how I think the spirit works in our lives and what that looks like. And um, so I I pray for him often. Uh, I try to be empathetic. I try to listen, try to understand where he's coming from, give advice if it's solicited. <coughs> Sometimes I give unsolicited advice. <laughs> that doesn't go as well as the solicited advice, by the way. Um, but anyhow, I was talking to him a couple weeks ago. As we were talking on the phone, he was telling me that he was praying something specific he was asking God for. And when he told me that, my first inclination, which a lot of times this is what we do as Christians, my first inclination was to go and tell him how his prayer might be a little misguided and maybe how to reshape that and that kind of thing. And and then I caught myself before I said anything. And I just felt God saying, whoa, 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 he's talking to me. And man, when I, when I realized that like he's talking to God, it's like, man, that is awesome. And I thought how thrilled God must be that here this guy is, is actually talking to him because God wants to hear from his children, right? And he's just as much his child as I am or Brian is or any of you are. And he cares about what's going on in his life way more than what I even care about. And man, I was so glad I stopped in that moment instead of saying, Hey, let me help you maybe with a, that's kind of a misguided or maybe a selfish prayer, whatever that might be. I was able to lean in and go, that's awesome. God, I've been praying for this kind of breakthrough in his life that he began to see something different and want something different. And then I was able just to pray, God, as you're working in his life, just help me be there for him and help me be a part of whatever it is. What can I do to help? You know, um, because our culture of abundance leads us to believe that we can take care of ourselves. However, when we recognize that our Father is the giver of the daily good in our lives, we learn to live out of gratitude for those gifts. And then our prayers of petition can move beyond a just me prayer to a we prayer. And then we can partner with our Father to become the answer to some of those prayers. So, this subject of prayer... Uh, when we talked about, oh, we're going into the Lord's Prayer, I'm like, maybe I won't have to teach in this one. I can just, like, (laughs) sit back. Prayer, I get to, by the way. But uh, prayer is a mysterious thing for me still. And so I still have a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, I don't understand everything about it. But uh, prayer has a lot of things. We can worship through prayer. Uh, We can uh, have a focus of thanksgiving or confession or consecration. Uh, The Bible also teaches us, Jesus teaches us that petition, asking for God is another way of prayer. And give us today our daily bread. This is a petition prayer. He's saying they're asking God for something. So as Jesus is teaching this out, let me just pause for just a moment to give a little historical context to the listeners that were listening in this moment. So when he's saying this is how to pray... Give us today our daily bread. And he's talking about this. These people in this culture, the listeners of that time were probably very poor. They're poor. If they worked, they got paid daily, most likely. And it was just enough for that day. There were two categories of people. Rich, poor. Now, for us in this room, it's difficult sometimes to, I think, wrestle with something when we're talking about, we're asking for petition for something we need daily. Because we pretty much have everything that we need most of the time. So probably most of us in this room are in a class called middle. They didn't have a middle class back then. Middle class today has what we need today and tomorrow and probably the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. They were rich. They were poor. These people didn't have Extra. There was no surplus going on in this situation. So, for our context, it's a little different. It's a little difficult. When we get to a, a line like this, we got to slow down and go, whoa, wait a second. I have everything I need. Now, we still have poverty in our communities, in our country. There's still people facing really difficult situations. There's people that we could name and know that are in need right now. So, I'm not saying that isn't the case. I'm just saying for the most part, Probably most of us in this room, as a classification, poof, didn't exist when Jesus was talking about this thing. So it makes us slow down a little bit and go, we got to realize this is a different context, but it still applies to me today. What does that look like then for me to actually say, give me something that I need today? Like, how does that work? Because our culture of abundance that we live in, we are rich to most of the world, Hard for us to see that in our culture, but we are. In this culture of abundance, it leads us to think that we can take care of ourselves. That whatever I have today is because of me. I don't need anybody else. It's because of me. But when we begin to recognize that our Father is the giver of the daily good in our lives, it does something in us. We learn to live out of gratitude for those gifts. Rather than pride that we've gotten them, we live out of gratitude for them. And then our prayers, a petition, can now move beyond what I need in my life to what Jesus is describing here as a family prayer anyway, to our needs, other people's needs. So we're going to unpack this. Let's push back against this idea of taking care of ourselves. <clears throat> uh, first, we have to recognize every good thing comes from our Father. So the first word in Matthew 6:11 says, "Give." Give us today our daily bread. So if we're asking him to give us something, it means that he is a giver. That's what he's doing. And we need to recognize that we have good things in our life because he's the giver of good things, right? James 1:17 says, Every good and every every good every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. These gifts come down from the Father, the Creator of the heavenly lights. In whose character there is no change at all. What do we say off the top? Why would he send his son? Because we're bad? No, because he's good. His character never changes. So we must remember that these gifts, do we work hard? Do we? Yes, there are things that we at least have to always trace it back to. We didn't choose to be us. We didn't choose to have our brains, our talents, our relationships, our health, our community, our personalities, our abilities. We didn't choose any of that stuff. It started somewhere else. We live in such a self-reliance culture that we're not even aware most of the times of the everyday things in our lives. Our gifts, they're gifts. Which makes it challenging for us to be able to approach this prayer in the way that we need to see it. Our daily needs. Most of us don't think about food unless you're thinking about where you're going to eat. But some of you are like, where are we going to eat after this? So now you're all off track. Well, we just think about where we're going to eat or what we're going to eat. And I love this quote from Martin Luther. Listen to this. It's a long one, but hang with me. For when you mention and pray for daily bread, you pray for everything that is necessary in order to have and enjoy daily bread. What he's saying is you're not just praying for the bread. On the other hand, against everything which interferes with it. Therefore, you must open wide and extend your thoughts not only to the oven or to the flower, but to the distant fields, the entire land which bears and brings things to us, daily bread, every sort of sustenance. For if God did not cause it to grow and bless and persevere in the fields, we could never take bread from the oven or have it to sit upon the table. So when you're like, no, I work hard. I bought this bread. You didn't grow it. You didn't like to make the rain go on it. You didn't, you didn't do any of that. You simply bought it. That's what Martin Luther's saying. I love this. In our family, when we, when we bless our meal, uh, we always call it a moment of gratitude. Not because blessing the meal is wrong, but I'm trying to help our brains shift to something different. So we're saying this is a moment of gratitude, and we thank God for the food that we have. We thank him for the place that we live because that's not just saying, hey, thank you for this food. We're saying we live in this place. I didn't choose to be born in the US. We have food whenever we want it. It's crazy. We thank God for deer. Hey, thank you for making deer. These are tasty little critters. We love them. Thank you for making chickens. We say stuff like that. Thank you for making, man, I'm so glad you created corn. Corn is so good. We just break it down to the thing of God created this. I may have obtained it in some way, but it is not because of me that I have this stuff. We're grateful for it. We thank Him for our jobs, that we have money. We thank him uh, that allows us to buy food. We break things down rather than saying, bless this food, because it's already blessed. We have so much of it. But why do we have it? Because of all these good things in our life. We're helping remind ourselves it's not about self-reliance, that all good things come from the Father above. He's providing what we need. And remembering this can help us move to a gratitude posture. Thank you, Father, that you give, because you are the giver. Give. And then it goes on to say, give us today our daily bread. So this is important. Trusting our Father today is also about trusting him for tomorrow. So Jesus calls us to trust our Heavenly Father today, and then we're invited to trust him again tomorrow. And you can't trust him for today if you're not trusting him to tomorrow. Do you realize that? They go hand in hand. You can't say, I'm going to trust him for today, but I'm going to worry about tomorrow no, you trust him for tomorrow and trust him for today. They go hand in hand, and, and here's what happens is our, our culture actually says to even say you need something is weak. Like you shouldn't actually need. I'm going, no, we're acknowledging we can't have this without our good father. So we have to reject this culture frenzy, fearful, self-driven, hoard, buy all the toilet paper, right? Because 2020 2020's coming.' just kidding. Not gonna throw her under the bus. We were wiping for months and months and didn't have to worry about it. It was great. <coughs> That's off subject. That's not in my notes. Don't even know where that came from. <coughs> so, get back on track. Here's what happens: fear drives us to seek control. Love compels us to trust. What a great challenge for us. Fear drives us to seek control and to think that we're the ones in charge. Love compels us to trust that this is a good father that's giving us all of these wonderful things. I love this illustration from Sky Jathani. This is in his book called uh, What If Jesus Was Serious? And this is the give us this day prayer. And it says, connect the prayer to the one who prayed it. I love this. The prosperous prayer. Uh, Give us today enough bread to retire Nope, 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 go back. To retire and a BMW. (laughs) The atheist prayer, give us this day, never mind, we'll get our own bread. The warrior's prayer, give us today our bread for tomorrow. (laughs) The activist prayer, give us today only locally sourced organic non GMO bread. The jealous prayer, give us today our neighbor's bread. Or the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. Isn't that a great illustration? What I love about an illustration like that is we can notice. Put that back up there for a second, Ronan. Like we can notice where we are. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not praying the Lord's Prayer. I'm living the activist prayer or the jealous prayer or the warrior's prayer. What we can notice is we're moving away from trust to control. And when we do that and when we notice that, then we can actually choose, oh, that's not what I want. I actually want to trust God so I can move away from control and I can move back to trust that he's the giver. Trust him for today and trust him for tomorrow. And then it says, give us today our daily what? Bread. Trusting our Father for bread is trusting him for life. In John 6, Jesus replied, I Am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Life with God is ongoing. It's unending. It's a daily dependence. It's trust with the Father. That he's going to sustain our life. We can take bread seriously in this verse, because it is. It's our food. It's the things that we have. But it also represents so much more that it represents everything that's required to sustain life. I love John 10.10. Jesus said, The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you could have life indeed, so that you could have life to the fullest. Trusting the Father for bread is not just about trusting him today. The trusting him for tomorrow, it's about trusting him with our entire life, everything that sustains our life, life today and tomorrow. And if we're going to live this life with God, we have to slow down. we got to slow down. We can't read something like this in our culture, in our abundance of culture, and thinking, i got to get my grocery pickup. i got to do all this kind of stuff. We have to slow down and remember that he is the giver of all good things. Trust him for tomorrow that he is going to bring us life to the full. I read this little thought. I forgot where it came from, but I love this thought. Has it ever occurred to you that Jesus never hurried? Isn't that a great thought. Like Jesus wasn't like, oh man, I gotta get the kids, I gotta get the kids. just hurry, hurry through life. Like we have to hurry at times, I think. But Jesus never hurried. He wasn't rushing around and worrying. What he was doing was trusting that the Father would provide. And he expects the same things for our for us as followers. He's our example. We have to slow down. And when we live the Lord's Prayer, this is important. Not when we pray the Lord's Prayer. When we live the Lord's Prayer. We learn to let go of rushing. We learn to release our fear of not having enough, striving for control. We begin to slow down and trust our Father and discover that true life is not found in what we eat or what we drink or in what we drive, but in life, a life in communion with God every day. Our culture of abundance leads us to believe that we can take care of ourselves or at least not even give it a thought in the day. But when we recognize that our Father is the giver of the good, daily good in our lives, we learn to live out of gratitude for those gifts. Then our prayers of petition can move beyond me to we and partner with our Father to become the answer to some of those prayers. Now, For some of you really detailed folks, you're like, yeah, but there were two words we didn't focus on in that prayer. We're coming back to those, and I want to end with these. Give us today our daily bread. Everybody say us. Everybody say our. Our. Us and our. Similar to what Brian said in the first week, trusting our Father with us invites me into the solution. We get say-so. Give us today our daily bread. It's an invitation to participation, right? Listen, this is life with him. Not just for him or about him so that we can tell others about him. Life with him. He's not just up there giving us what we need down here. He actually brought up there, down here through Jesus. And now we have the spirit living in us with us every single day, giving us sustenance for life every day. It's life with him. We get to continue to help bring more of up there down here. We have say so. Listen, so many of us have so much surplus. Wouldn't, isn't it a little bit weird sometimes that we might pray for someone else's need and we might actually have the thing that can help meet the need? Hey God, would you take care of them? I don't know. you got a lot of surplus. Why don't you help take care of them? Listen to this, these words from N.T. Wright. Though because this God is the creator who loves his world and his human creatures, we can ask him for everything we need and the safe knowledge that he is far more concerned about it even more than we are. He's saying it's okay to ask God for things. That's okay. But if we truly pray this prayer to God's honor... We can never simply pray for food for ourselves. We must pray for the needs of the whole world. Where millions go hungry, many starve. And already we sense bubbling up out of that prayer the realization that if we truly pray it, we might also have to do something about it to be part of God's answer to our own praying. that good? Listen, our culture that we swim in every single day and get caught up in constantly leads us to believe that we can take care of ourselves. It's up to me. I buy it. I earn it. Anything I have that's good is because of me. But when we recognize that our father is the giver of daily good in our lives, we learn to live out of gratitude for those gifts. And then our prayers of petition can move away from just me to we. And then we get to be a part of the solution in those prayers. I'm still learning this. I'm not the best at this, but I'm practicing. I'm taking moments throughout the day to notice little things that I could easily have just looked over. We're doing something different with our prayer at home over our food, trying to remind ourselves that there's something bigger going on here than that bunny bread made this, that there's something else that's going on. And I often thank God for uh, little things like my life and Uh, my job and my relationships. I thank God for my eyesight often. I thank God every once in a while for the air in my lungs. These things are functioning properly. I'm not going, all right, in, okay, breathe out. It's just happening. They're just working. And what I notice is my posture changes when I begin to notice those things and thank God for those things. My posture begins to shift about my concerns and worries to other people's concerns and worries, So when I start thinking about my lungs are functioning properly, I start thinking about one of our Heitzers who's on oxygen. So when my lungs are working, I start thinking of her. I start praying for that person. And I'll shoot them a text and say, hey, I'm praying for you. And is there anything else I can do? I feel helpless, but I want to help. Like my heart all of a sudden begins to want to help other people in that situation because it's shifted to a place of gratitude and I'm more thankful for all the things that I have, and I no longer start desiring a bunch of other stuff, I want to be able to help be a part of some solution. See how that works in our lives? I don't live my life like this every single day, every moment. But, man, I'm working on that. I'm trying to practice these good things in my life to help change something within me. Give us today our daily bread, giver of good. We trust you today and tomorrow not for just the food in our fridge, but for life. And where there is need around us, in our community, in this world, we get to have say-so. Help us see what we can do to be a part of that. So, before we go, let's just take a moment. Bow our heads. Close our eyes. I want to give you a moment to respond to this. And I'm going to just kind of lead us through a prayer together. So first, I want you uh, to engage in a prayer of gratitude. So I just want you to think of some things maybe that you otherwise would not consider. Maybe you wouldn't even recognize them as gifts or you don't think about them often because we just have them. So maybe just take a moment and think of something that's normal for you in your life and just thank God for them. Notice it. Name it. Thank him for it. And then now a prayer of petition. Something that maybe is wrong in our world, our culture, our community that, that messes with you. <coughs> something that you'd like to see right. Maybe it's somebody that's going through a difficult time and you pray for them. Something that's about others that messes with you. Think of that. Maybe it's a person or an injustice and name it. Ask God something specific for you. And now a prayer of participation. Ask God how you can help be a part of the solution. Maybe it'll be something specific that you know in this moment. Maybe it's just about awareness that that you feel the weight of that. And that when you walk out of here, you feel that weight in a little bit different way. Just asking, Lord, how can I be a part? Shift from me to we. Father, thank you for the morning. Thank you for the uh, reminder of the good things that we have in you. And if the, the culture we live in is countercultural to your kingdom that constantly we have to be aware of what you're up to and how you see your kingdom playing out so that we can follow you in that and that we can help bring more of up there down here. Father, thank you. We love you. We ask this in your name. Everybody said? Amen. 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 Well, let's end our time together reading this prayer again. I love that each week as we go through it, We're having a new perspective, looking through a new lens. We've said this prayer probably hundreds of times, but now it's starting maybe to take on new shape and new meaning. So, together, it's going to be on the screen. Ronan, go ahead and put that up there. Let's say it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Almost made it. Well, stand to your feet. We have some hours between now and next week, and I always forget them. 167? 167 hours. Um, those of you that uh, would like somebody to pray with you, the last few weeks we've been doing this, that if you'd like prayer, um, we'll have a couple folks up here this morning. Heather and Jessica will be up here to, to pray with you this morning. We'll dismiss. The music will come back on. It might even get a little loud in here, but they'll be here to pray with you if you want somebody to pray with you. Okay? Guys, love you.